Well, hey, everyone, Dave DeBoe. Welcome back to another exciting episode. This is an extra exciting episode because today we're going to take a deep dive into private lending. And not with just any private lender. We're going to be taking a deep dive with Marianella Nicolosi, who is known as the private lending queen. In fact, she's so well known as that. She's got the website, privatelendingqueen.com. And really looking forward to this conversation because so many of our followers and listeners are active real estate investors who are looking for private money. So I think Marinella can definitely shed some light on that and show us what private lenders are looking for from us as active investors looking to get loans. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. So... Marinella, welcome to the call. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. All right. So Marinella, tell us briefly where you're from originally, how you got to Canada, and how you got into private lending. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm originally from Italy. I grew up uh, uh, in Sicily. And uh, both my parents were actually real estate investors and entrepreneurs. So I could say that uh, I grew up with um, business-minded people all around me all the time. And um, so having that background, when I came to Canada, I wasn't really interested when I grew up in real estate, to be honest with you, or even business. Uh, but then when I, after I getting married, my husband, my ex actually is from Canada. So um, I came to well, Canada. That, that kind of answers the question of how you got to Canada. <laughs> That's right. That's how that's how, how my Costa Rican ex-wife got to Canada too. She married a Canadian guy. <laughs> yes, and so what happened is that uh, uh, we, me, and my ex actually started uh, investing in real estate together, mm-hmm. and we used to buy our own primary residence, renovate it, and then live in there while we're doing the renovations, and then uh, basically flip it. Uh, however, back then, it wasn't like we weren't considering it as a flip because we were not real real estate investors. Plus, we're, you're living in it for a while, so it wasn't, that's a, right. it wasn't, wasn't a three-month it thing, wasn't, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we were just doing it, but I got a lot of uh, experience from that, from doing that. And then um, what happened is that in 2019, I joined Kispire, which is a, a national real estate investing community. Yeah. And there I discovered private lending, the private lending strategy. What was it and what type of uh, things you could do with it, right? Right. Um, now, I have to say that you, they lack a little bit of uh, the lending side of education in there. So yeah, I, it's more about the active doing what you and your active. ex-husband were doing kind of thing. That's right. On yeah, a bigger it's, scale. It, it, there's a lot of knowledge in there, uh, mostly on the active side. Exactly. Yeah. And yes, there is also a lot of opportunities with uh, where you can invest. And that's how I started. However, my knowledge came from me literally 
talking to a lot of people from lawyers to mortgage brokers to doing research on my own. And also literally just by um, trial and error. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I did, I spent a good uh, nine months, nine to 10 months to um, make connections, establish relationships and uh, getting um, educated on private lending. Right. And understand how it works, understanding the risks, understanding how I can implement it. Now, I have a lot of different skills under my belt. Like I've taken business courses. I had several businesses under my, you know, I've, um, that I had in the, in the past. Uh, being also surrounded by business-minded people, it was really easy for me to get into private lending because I had a, I have a really high risk tolerance. Uh, right. Being a business-minded person. Right. So um, I was really able to embrace this strategy and create um, lots of uh, different systems and strategies within the strategies for myself to basically create a business foundation for myself. Okay. So, but after the nine months, I was able to invest. I did, like, I felt confident enough to that I have created those systems for myself. And I knew the risks that I want to get into. I wanted, I knew the lend criteria. And I knew exactly what it is I was looking for. And I had established a few relationships that I felt comfortable investing with. Right. And after that, so I uh, invested about in 12 deals right away. Like it was June uh, 2020. So I started. So, my so, so sorry, Marinella. Did you win the lottery or something like that? Where did all these millions or billions of dollars come from that you're investing so, in these 12 During deals. those nine months, what I did also is setting up a HELOC on my house. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I was getting into that too. Okay, so, <laughs> okay. No, that was a great question because when I joined Kispire, I, I I had some money, I have to say, yeah. from, um, uh, you know, some savings. Um, however, it wasn't still like enough to generate quite a bit of uh, cash flow. Income. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I from I learned that you could leverage your home equity and um, my home was paid off. I had no mortgage. Wow. So yeah. I went back to the to the uh to my mortgage broker who actually helped me get this house where I'm in. Mm-hmm. And uh and I asked him. He was he's not a investor focused mortgage broker. However, he was able to get me a HELOC. Now that's when COVID hit. Like okay. this was uh, January 2020 that I started the process. Got it. It took me about six months to get a HELOC because it was COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. Everything yes. just shut down. Just for, shut down for, everything. Yeah. Not only that, but I couldn't get the, the um, inspector in the house. Right. Get Nobody. The, Appraisal, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I had to take pictures. So my house was actually appraised about a hundred thousand dollars less than and what it was really worth. Va- than yeah. the market value. And so they gave me whatever they gave me. I just took it. I was like, whatever. I'll just mm-hmm. start from there, okay. which was still quite a bit of money. It was basically half of the value of my house, which right. I live in a very expensive area, so okay. it wasn't cheap either, right? It was pretty good amount of money. Yeah. However, it wasn't as much as I could have got if it was a regular. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I was grateful because 
Without the money, I couldn't start, right? So I was grateful that I had that mm-hmm. HELOC and that I was able not to invest. And that's how, you know, plus my savings, I was able to, um, you know, invest. To get started. And so those first tw- dozen loans or so, what kind of amounts, if you don't mind sharing, did you start off loaning out? Yeah, so I, because I like to diversify a lot, yeah. I basically had, there were between twenty five to 50,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The maximum maximum was fifty thousand, uh, and uh, actually I had one that was about uh, fifteen thousand as well. Mm-hmm. So, but in general, there were between twenty five thousand and fifty thousand. And what were people typically doing with this money that you were loaning this loaning them? Was this for yeah, so renovations? I am not, so they were doing mostly renovations. Yeah, burrs and flips, mm-hmm. and um, also, uh, yeah, and I got some blend development in there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also I invested in um, REITs as well with the, mm-hmm. my registered funds. Okay, is that uh, included in those twelve loans that you did initially? Uh, or yes, that would be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So and then um, yeah. So that's what I you know I looked at the funds that I had. I looked at the different investments, and um, I'm a very creative person. Um, I. Yeah did uh, like a, I'm a fashion designer most of my post-secondary in Italy it's from an art school okay so um, I have a very creative mind but also business so I'm able to really come up with with interesting systems um, mm-hmm. and that's why I've been also very effective in my lending because I can see where the type of funds could maximize and how like you know generate more income in a shorter period of time. So, so for example, what, what would be an example of that? Because I am fairly familiar with the short-term loans for, for doing renovations and right. that sort of thing. Fairly straightforward. It's usually a certain percentage point. And depending if you're working with a right. private lender or a hard money lender, perhaps there's some points on top of that. Yeah. But what are what are the creative so things? Most are? people always go for the highest return, mm-hmm. right? So because they think they're going to get more money. However, it really depends on the funds that you are investing in and and um, how fast you're getting your money back. Right. Okay. So if you're investing cash in anything that it's like um, long-term, your money doesn't really recycle quickly, right? right. And so, uh, and that's why I'm really careful not to invest cash into very long-term type of investments. Um, the other thing is I don't really go for equity uh, the same thing. I find that my money gets stuck in there because of the equity, and I'm investing it as if I am funding somebody. Uh, like I don't do JVs, right? Right. Because because of that reason, right. uh, but also because there is so much more red tape involved with the JVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't feel comfortable getting into those type of investments. So I'm a very kind of very short term, where I can reinvest the money that I make, the returns that I make. So mm-hmm. that I can maximize my returns with that. Uh, when it comes to long term, I'd rather use my register funds mm-hmm. because I can't really. You can't really re- can't do really much with those anymore. Much so, with those, yeah. Um, so I'm really strategic the way I use my funds and and what type of funds I invest in with whichever strategy I'm looking at. Okay, so let's let's take a look at your HELOC funds. Right. And I would imagine those that's the money that you really want to 
recycle as quickly exactly. as possible yeah. because oh, the cash. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a cost to that money as well. It's absolutely sure. Certainly it's your equity, but you're, you're borrowing it from the bank and you're paying them an interest rate. And if it's a HELOC, sometimes that that's those rates are fluctuating. So that's right. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. gone up a lot now because the interest rates have gone up, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. so what kind of deals do you like to invest in with that capital? So with that capital, it usually is very short term. I go for a high returns because, of course, it costs me more. So I'm usually into uh, bridge loans or promissory notes uh, with the higher type of uh, risk. So Mm -hmm. the average return, it's between uh, 17, 18%. Some are even 20%. So now, it, is that annualized return, or is that like yes. a flat interest yeah, that, rate? Yeah, that's that's uh, annualized. Yeah. Annualized, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So because also my HELOC, it's annualized, right? Okay. Yeah, right. It's not so, fluctuating month to month. It's well, it is still, but it it's it you know um it, it is spread out between you know all the whole year, right? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. Marinella, a question that comes to mind for me is, um, what's your definition of a private lender versus a hard money lender? Or is there any there, distinction? There there? Is, they are very similar. The only mm-hmm. difference, I think, is that uh, usually when you talk to a hard money lender, it's more like a business, mm-hmm. um, a company that it's now into that. So, that, so you you wouldn't consider yourself a hard money lender yourself. I wouldn't a, consider myself. I'm I'm more like a private lender who uh, is basically an individual who mm-hmm. is become the bank and right. who is loaning money to others. And uh, if I would become a more uh, a hard lender, I would consider I would probably create a uh, a company mm. uh, where you know, uh, and the money would be a lot more. Right? It would be yeah. a lot You'd you know, pull together some money or something. Together. Like that. That's right. Yeah. I think it would be, uh, you know, much bigger investments and um, with the higher returns as well. Yeah. Okay. Very, very interesting. So when you're making one of these private loans to an active investor, let's say they're doing a burr, for example, right, and you're loaning them $50,000, would that be kind of these days, would that be kind of like your... What would be your standards? So what what usually happens is that uh, they might require multiple lenders, right? Right. Especially if they are promissory notes, Uh, they they might require. It depends on the actual um, what they're doing, really, on the on the project. Got it. Um, Sometimes you know, I can go all the way up to a hundred thousand, usually, but that depends on who the lender is the relationship uh, the, 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 is. the yeah. borrowers yeah the relationship yeah. you have the with relationship that, person, that i have the track so record it, they already have exactly if it's somebody yeah. i trust and you know i usually some what has happened over you know this time is that i established really good relationships with some of them where yeah. i don't even get my money back at this point i would just create a new contract with for a new different projects so that they can and my money just doesn't uh come back to me so but it's, call, but it's it is but recycling, it's recycling deal deal. exactly yeah. and so it's it's nice because they can recycle the money for a different project uh and i can continue get my interests exactly on a monthly Perfect. basis right so it, it really helps to work together and they can grow and i grow at the same time because i get my money Right, my, my yeah. interest, and I don't yeah. even lose one day of interest because 
you know, they, it's, it's always in the deal. It's always in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So Marinella, I'm, I'm just kind of unpacking this, thinking of this from the perspective of, of a listener or a viewer and they might be thinking, okay, you know what? I've got, I've got several hundred thousand dollars of equity in my home. That's doing me no good stuck in there. I might want to do what Marinella is doing. What do you recommend for folks to do in order to secure their investment? So I, I understand you're saying some of the some of the loans that you do are based on promissory notes, and my gut says that's risky, right? That's the, uh, there's absolutely. not much backing that. So, what's your criteria? Did you got started with promissory notes or second mortgages, or maybe walk us through that a little bit if you don't mind? With the promissory notes, uh, what I did, I actually uh, well, I have first of all, if you want to get into private lending, get a good lawyer like who can help you, right? especially if you're not really familiar, uh, and I would say educate yourself. Yeah. So what happens is that uh, I started with my lawyer starting to help me, and my lawyer was against doing promissory notes. Uh, however, I asked them how can protect, I can protect myself. Yeah. Okay. You, while using a promissory note. A promissory note. So okay. he told me a few advice. And so what I did, I actually came up with my, I drafted my own agreement. Mm-hmm. based on the advice that he gave me. Okay. And so I included in there things like uh, personal guarantee. I, I I asked for a collateral, which are you going to have to do due diligence on the collateral as well? Because um, So really, it is more than just a promissory note then. If, if you've got some collateral in there. It is. So yeah. you can, you know, if you are someone who's just starting, I wouldn't say go for a promissory note because there are things that you need to put in place. Mm. If you are just starting, you don't even have an agreement probably, right? You are signing off the agreement of the borrower, which is usually like a one pager where mm-hmm. it just gives you the the loan amount and that they're going to repay you at a certain date. Now, my agreement is now 10 pages long because I've put... <laughs> Your promissory note is now... <laughs> <laughs> now a promissory package, yeah. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Which which is also covered with the general security agreement with the, uh, um, a personal guarantee. So it's got a lot of things that I put in place in order to use a promissory note. Because okay. just a promissory note itself, a one-pager is not going to help you. It, it, that's all. It's an yeah. IOU is all that is. Absolutely. Yeah. Not only that, but I do a lot of due diligence on the borrower himself, herself, whoever it is. Right. So... I don't lend to anyone who's very new to me, like mm-hmm. who I just connect. I need to establish relationships with people before yeah. I get to know them. So it can take up one year or even more before mm-hmm. I lend to somebody new because I want to know who they are, what they're doing. And uh, and that helps me reduce my risk because now I know what they're doing. I've looked into their, they've demonstrated, they, they really have to demonstrate me that I can trust them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because you got I, the money, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. The golden so rule. So if somebody shows up to my door, which is there's a lot of people who connect with me, and they, um, of course, require funds. Otherwise, they wouldn't, you know, connect with you. Yeah. Connect with me. Um, I always tell them that uh, first of all, my funds never sit the, uh, in my bank, so my funds are always out there. Mm-hmm. However, there is time where they come back. So, and that's why I established relationships with borrowers because 
I want to know where my next, if I have money available, who is my next, the next person that I right, can Right, because you want to, you want to get that money working for you. You don't want right it away. sitting in, yeah. And they never sit like, and if they come back, then maybe they sit in the bank for maybe a week maximum because yeah. already a month before I know where the money is going. Got it. So there are things as rules that are established within systems that are established so that my money, it's never sitting in the bank. It's always mm-hmm. working for me. Um, so, it, it, you know, there are different several things that you can do to maximize your returns. This is something. Well, that well first I, thing, I, first thing I want to know is like uh, for a new private lender, what do you recommend that they do to securitize their loan with a borrower? What, what, what do you recommend? Yeah. So if they're just starting maybe and they're not sure really, um, they, they don't like to take too many risks, then go for a mortgage. A first second, yeah, position first mortgage. or second mortgage. Yeah, okay. I would go for that. Um, and and what it, what's your criteria for loan to value or you know, when you're securitizing your money uh, that way? Yeah. So there, of course, to establish uh, the risk of the investment there, you have to really look at different values. So however, the loan to value itself, uh, it can change according to the actual project itself, right? So it fluctuates um, because, uh, you know, let's say you have a project where uh, you're doing a major renovation and you're getting into the studs, uh, that becomes a lot more riskier, right? Yeah. Uh, even if there is a, a value there. Uh, so a loan to value for me, usually I don't go um, the maximum, especially these days, it's 75 to 80 mm-hmm. percent. Uh, I don't go over that. And if it's lower, it's even better. Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and of course, the loan to value isn't the only value that I look at. I look at their exit strategies. So that's really important to mm-hmm. know how they're going to give you your money back. Right. Uh, I am looking at their market analysis because all their numbers is usually based on the market analysis mm-hmm. um, and comparables. If it's a, like a residential or, you know, if you're doing multifamily, you know, it's a totally different. Now you're looking at their, um, you know, what the, the actual, um, you know, returns are, yeah. the monthly payments, their, uh, their rents. So, you know, there's different ways that you need to look at depending on what, what strategy you're using, right? What yeah. you're investing in. So and what, what what do you see most? Because I know you're starting to help people get into the whole private lending field themselves. So what are most private lenders starting off with when they're lending their money? And and what do you see? What, what's kind of like a a reasonable sized nest egg that you, you should try to have to get started as a private lender? I guess, of course, it depends on how much money you have, uh, you know, right? So how you can start really with anything. You can start with $5,000. If you have $5,000 sitting in your bank uh, doing nothing, like in a, any investment or $10,000, you can start generating an income. In You can invest in funds where they do take a minimum of five to 10000 However, if you want to generate a lot more and you want to really become a private lender, yeah. Um, I would say that a good start would be even, let's say between fifty to a hundred thousand. They can yeah. give you pretty good returns uh, because if you have a hundred thousand, you can do let's say four to three investments, right? Three to four investments at thirty to twenty-five thousand each. Mm-hmm. 
And I always recommend to diversify um, because you don't want to have all your eggs in your, in your in one basket. Yeah. So if you do put your $100,000 all in one, then that's 100% risk. And if you yeah. don't get your money back, then you're, you're 100% out. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So uh, diversify as much as possible. Um, whether you want to do, let's say, if you have 100, you can do two, three. So the more you diversify, the, the, the more loans you have, the more you're going to uh reduce your risk basically yeah good 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 advice there man so um yeah that that's a very good rule of thumb and then as far as like once you've got the loan on the go are you typically looking at monthly cash flow are you looking at balloon payments at the end of the term what what are you going for when you're making these kind of loans that's a great question. Uh, um, I usually ask for monthly payments. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I also like the upfront payments. Upfront uh, payments. So upfront how does that payments work? And lender fees. Okay, lender fees. So they're lender charging fee. the points upfront kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some where the um, balloon payments, I never accept balloon payments at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, um, I, I I rather have the monthly payments because that tells me also to keep in check with the borrower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, with the upfront payment, uh, your return is a little bit higher because if you do the math, uh, you actually, you know, what happens is that let's say they ask for $100,000 and yeah. it's, uh, let's say, a, a 15% uh, return. Mm-hmm. Now at that point I'm not giving them a hundred thousand. I'm keeping the fifteen thousand dollars. So I'm giving them eighty five thousand dollars. Okay. Right? I'm transferring that much money, which means that but when they give me my money back, they're gonna give me a hundred thousand, right? Because well, that, in, in over if they borrow it for a year. That's right. Let's right. think. Let's let's think over a year. Okay. So if you do the math. Because you gave them really eighty five thousand. Yeah, you're getting fifteen thousand on eighty five. That's that's right. So 15%. it's a little bit higher. You're getting a little bit of a higher return. So whenever I can, I usually get my money up front, which means I'm giving them less money, but they are gonna give me back more the money, full, the, the full, full amount, amount, the full loan. Right? And you don't get much pushback from about that. Not at all, actually. Most people. You know, there are people who can do it and there are some who can't. And at that point, I'm okay with the monthly payment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've seen more and more um, because it's becoming very competitive as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are looking for money and there aren't really enough lenders out there, to be honest with you. So again, the golden rule, right? (laughs) Exactly. So lenders have a lot of power in their hands because they have, you know, without the lender, the borrower can't really do much if they've, you know, they, they don't have any money, yeah. right? If they have to use other people's money. So it's, a, you know, as a private lender, you do have a lot of leverage and, you know, you can definitely, you know, um, negotiate the terms. Mm-hmm. And, good. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a great way to do it. However, it really, I think people really need to pay attention on educating themselves. Definitely. It's a really, it's a layered um, there's a lot of layers to private lending and uh, and and you never stop learning because every deal is different and there is always different um, legal structures and you know things in place that you know that you need to look at and and, and you know different markets 
Of course, so different strategies, different, different strategies. So. so there is always it's there's always a learning uh, curve somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I really recommend people to educate themselves, find a really good lawyer, uh, take the time to build up their business foundation, understand the lending criteria they want to set. Yeah, uh, you know. And well, that's that's that, that, their that systems. That's a good point for us to kind of wrap things up at Marinella, and if people want to connect with you either as active real estate investors looking for a private lender and to start that relationship or as prospective private lenders that want to learn more about private lending. Cause I think sure. you help out there. What's the best way for people to connect with Marinella and Nicolosi? Yeah, you can go on my website. Um, you can um, send me an email at smart at for you to succeed.com. Or there is a um, um, form on my website. There's a link there. And what's what's can, the website again? It's a privatelendingqueen.com. Okay. Perfect. And uh, if they want to learn private lending, I teach a private lending course where I basically I've gather all my knowledge, all my you know um, experience, and I've put this course together so that. And I teach also the smart strategy, which is this all the strategy systems that I've created to. Um, be successful in private lending. Very good. And so it's it's there. It's a, it's a great course. I mean, there's all the testimonials on the website as well. Mm-hmm. And if, so if people wants to connect to me, whether they are borrowers or private lenders, the, the course is for both sides of the, basically. Because as a borrower, uh, you basically start, you become more educated on what the lender wants. Exactly. No, that's perfect. So there you go. If you want to connect with Marinella, privatelendingqueen.com. Marinella, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.